You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everyone? Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. What a week. Uh, anybody want to, anyone want a defense? Anybody? We have some. We're giving Anyone can have it. Benvenuti. Benvenuti. Listen, the content has been premium this week the the dealings the trades the news uh the content if we can't be good on the field at least we can be good off of the field something like that we're always good for a headline baby we're always good for one of those um so meg we obviously it's philly hate week and it's also fan friday and so <laughs> we just decided to go full in and bring on the most premium guest possible, one of your dear friends, and therefore yes. one of my dear friends. Um, I'll I let you do the better, honors, though. I couldn't think of a better person for the job. It is uh, Ryan Normahamed coming to you live from Nashville, baby. The Nats go. Philly hate week. Oh, Welcome, Ryan. gosh. You know, if I had um, prepared properly this morning for this, I would have worn my um, Cowboys Forever, Phillies Forever shirt that I wear often around here. Um, <laughs> one of my very good friends here in town, another attorney, is a, uh, well, he's from Philly, but he's not an Eagles fan. He he knows better than that, right? But um, he loves, loves how I just tear him, tear him to shreds. And, and boy, I do hate the Eagles. what we plan to do today. <laughs> Great. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm all about it. And I'm glad to be here. Pretty much what we do nowadays is, especially on these episodes, we're like, listen, we know things are rough, but Philly still sucks. So it's what we they have do. to hold on to. Um, they do. So before we like dive in, though, Ryan, you you mentioned that you live in Nashville. So way to represent Dallas forever, Philly for never in Nashville, first of all. I feel like, you know, it's brave in general to just be representing the Cowboys anywhere. It feels like while they are America's team, people also just like to hate on them because, you know, they have nothing better to do with their lives. Um, what's, it, what's it? Tell us about your Cowboys fandom, how that came to be. And like, what's it like being a Cowboys fan in another city? Well, um, I mean, first of all, I mean, like I'm a native Texan. I grew up in Midland, born and raised. Nice. And, yeah. Roses. No, I, mean, I, oh, I learned perhaps. about roses. Roses, man. Taco Tuesday. Mid oh, yep. yeah. Um, no, yeah, Midland, you know, born and raised out there and then went to AM. So I'm an Aggie. So I know what it's like to watch bad defense. <laughs> Got a lot of experience. Digs. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and uh, and then I joined a band and started touring, and I'm a guitar player who was in a prior life. And anyway, so I grew up supporting the Cowboys. I'm a native Texan, um, wound up in New Orleans for law school and then came up here and um, somewhere along the way, I got to know Miss uh, Megan Murray very well. True. Um, you know, mutual friends, you know, the LSU folk, you know what I mean? Because yep. Louisiana. Um, tolerates them. I, yeah, they tolerate me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I will say uh, the group chat was, was real. It was very real. Uh, the night of the 74, 72, seven overtime game, you know? Yo, um, I uh, was not having, straight up not having a good time that day. I'll tell you what. No. I had one of the greatest days of my life because I, I was there. <laughs> and yeah, you know, there's a sad story to go along with it. But, you know, it was it was a pretty special day. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, you know, supporting a cow the Cowboys outside of the state, I've been doing that for, what, almost a decade now and yeah so you're a professional um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'm just experienced. And people, uh, people love to give you shit. They just, they do. They do. I feel like everybody's got a, I hate the cowboy story or they love us and they're a secret closet fan and don't want to talk about it, you know? Right. Um, but you know, Nashville, I tell people Nashville is basically for those who don't know, there's, it's like, you know, we, we call native Nashvillians unicorns because they, they just, when you meet one, you're just like, oh, there's like dozens of you, right? You know? <laughs> um, every third person you meet is from Texas. And then the other third of people are from the Midwest, most likely specifically somehow Indiana. Like, okay, you know. Random. And, I would never yeah. guess that. But also I, I would try to escape Indiana too. So this is fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, shoot, I, you, but the thing about being a Cowboys fan, the best part about it is, you know, when we say we are America's team, you could find one of us everywhere. You know, when I first moved here, for instance, I was, you know, going to my, my brewery that I, you know, love so much tailgate brewery, by the way, they're awesome. Um, What's up? and they, um, yeah, I was plugged. Uh, <laughs> they, um, I just remember making friends with the manager who, because I wore like a Cowboys hoodie one day. He was like, all right, yeah, man, we're putting the sound on for this. And so the two of us watched the Cowboys and subjected everybody to the sound of our game instead of all the other games, you know. Um, as you should. As we should. Yeah, definitely. Preach um, the gospel, you know? Yes, 100%. Um, <laughs> in New Orleans, that was fun because at Tulane, where I went to school, uh, law school, lots of our uh, fellow I guess classmates, especially the undergrad, are uh, from the Northeast, right? They all, a lot of them commute or come down, you know, from from the Northeast uh, for a lot of reasons. But I remember I was watching a game, and this kind of speaks to you know, dilly dilly. I hate the Eagles. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I was watching a game with my folks who came down to visit. It was over Halloween. In fact, oh my goodness, it was like four or five years ago this weekend. I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was definitely how it wouldn't have been a more perfect story for this. Go <laughs> truly, yes. Well, you know, I mean, um, we all just went to you know, Cooter Brown's, another great <laughs> drinking great plug, plug, plug. We love that place, yes. Cooter yes, Brown's is awesome. Um, went to Cooter Brown's, it was Sunday night football. It was the one where I think Whit, um, Witten caught the uh, the game winning touchdown or one of the go ahead ones, right? And anyway, my mom is a huge Jason Witten fan, we're all in our Cowboys gear. And mom, you know, does her thing and celebrates and, you know, high fives and hugs all around. And no joke, some punk undergrad kid, Philly fan, came up and started talking shit to my mom. No. And that's one thing you're not that's allowed to do. Oh, hell Dude, this is Cooter Browns, man. This is neutral territory for everyone, right? It's like known. It's that's what makes it so great is it's neutral territory for everybody. You right. all get to watch your games. They're all on with sound on all the TVs and you're surrounded by them. It's a very few better places to watch a game, but it's neutral territory. And this guy comes up and starts mouthing off to my mom. And, (laughs) and I'm just like, you know, I, what really got me going was this like, dude, you're just a kid. How dare you say that to someone else's mom? Punk. But that's Philly. That's the Eagles for you. Listen, no, no one likes us. We don't care. Cry, Eagles, cry, whatever the, their dumb songs. I don't yes. Know. All I'm saying is hate them. And like, hate them. Since that family, day, it just grows. My family is from Philadelphia, and I hate them. <sighs> Not my family, but I hate these. <laughs> <laughs> I've also come to know there's there's two kinds of people from Philly. There are Eagles fans, and there are people who hate the Eagles. And there's, there's it's it's one or the other, truly, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. It was, um, there's just, like you said, like, there's just this mentality, and they're just nasty. Like I remember nasty is the word. Yes. Yeah. Like they're just big garbage, big garbage. Like, so there's this like big, massive uh, Eagles fan. I don't even know his name. And I, when I was running training camp for the team, he like literally like came out to camp to like try, like flew out all the way across the country to literally try and like, and, and like vandalize and like make a video of him, like doing trash stuff to our training camp on at our training camp, I was like, I was like the effort that you take to, to go and try and like, and, and make fun of the Cowboys. Like that's, I'm embarrassed for you. Like, this is your lifeblood. Like it's literally your lifeblood because you're so pathetic and you suck at everything. Rent free. We're living rent free. You flew, you bought a ticket to fly (laughs) across the country 
to try and make fun of us. And you got got. I can't tell you details, but you're an idiot. Like you are a dumb dummy, a big dumb dummy. The <laughs> end. Thank you for listening to my story. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. You know. I mean, just like the stories of like the trash throwing and fighting their own like fanhood, just. <laughs> That video from a few weeks ago where they finally had fans back in the stadium and there's a guy who like yes. crosses the bleachers yes. like six times to go fight the guy. I'm just like, that's so, so Philly. <laughs> silly video ever. I'm going to repost that tomorrow. <laughs> it's that it, it really is the most, like, it's up there with the most Philly things ever. That between that and like, oh, we got to grease the telephone poles, you know, gosh, golly gee, someone's going to jump on them because we won the Super Bowl for once. One I, time. I, just I, mini. Just act like you've been there before. <laughs> well, I'm actually sad they have been there before because it was my favorite thing ever to be able to like do like the whole like don't like the whole ring pop thing. The only the only rings that the Eagles fans Eagles have, and it was all the ring pops. Or they're like you know date an Eagles fan because you know she ain't looking for a ring. Like those were the best, and I'm so yeah. mad <laughs> that you can't do that anymore. And I'm just I'm not over it still. Okay, I'm not over it still. I know. I know life's too short and you know it's it's a shame that we live in a world where the, the Eagles have a Super Bowl to their name it's true. and um and you know, most importantly we haven't had one since no granted it was only a couple of years but like you know they do get to wave that little, little carrot you know we just like well yeah I think the meanest thing is I have I somehow have accumulated four friends that root for that franchise and one of them just like whenever I'm like getting him in an argument he just pulls out a video of him at the Super Bowl and I'm like I have nothing to say no no that's 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 fair that is that is why you know in so many ways um it's just it's just it's hard this this burden of being America's team it's not easy easy. you know well not everyone can do it you know I know not everyone can I guess I want to ask you too Ryan because I you know speaking of Super Bowls there were some very intelligent people and pundits and, you know, people in general who this off season were giving the Cowboys a pretty decent chance of actually making the Super Bowl run. And, you know, obviously we know what happened. We know where we are now. Um, and I think when Dak went down, everyone was like, all right, obviously this is tragic and we're ruined, but we're not completely out. Like, you know, we we're not, we, we have Andy Dalton, okay? We could still win some games. Well, we all saw what happened last week with the trash can Washington football team did their trash can things. And <laughs> now we've got Ben Denucci. And, ben you know, Denucci. super happy for him. He's awesome. He's a friend of the show, been on this show. He's fantastic. Um, where is your head at my friend uh, with just, I feel like the hope has definitely disseminated this past week. Um, dare I speak for you when I say that? I, I, yeah, definitely the hope is gone. Right. And I, um, and as we were, we were saying here before you turn the uh, recordings on, um, I, my entire philosophy with this is, I mean, I have, I have a lot of confidence in, in him. Um, everything that you know we're we're getting to see on on the twitter.com this week is very exciting uh, you know what you know Gallup and these guys are saying about him what Zeke is saying about him it's like okay cool like at least the, there's a nice vibe there and um, by all means I'd love nothing more than for him to do a Tony Romo and just you know kill it for us like the right? world on fire right um, but you know I have no hope I have no hope I'm not going to my I'm not going to allow myself to feel the hope. And um yeah, it's that's basically it. You know, like do I do I it's Sunday night football. This guy is going to go out there and play his heart out and um and that's awesome. And I think that's great. There's a really cool like story, you know, a rookie who was a 7th or 6th round for Seven. us. 7th. Seven, 7th round pick, right? And he was basically drafted to be the next Cooper Rush. Yep. Just always been there, you know. Who's and, now um, back in the building? Let's go. I know, right? Yeah. But I, I think it's um I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. And yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get my hopes up, you know. So um, yeah. you can ask Megan in the group chat that we have. I was <laughs> I was saying, you know, Andy Dalton, we're gonna run the table in the division only and you know, yeah. six and ten, we got this. He always brings the positivity and I'm like, what? 
but I, I need that in my life. Yeah. I I, that. That's, that's, Someone you know, that's it. the other thing about being an Aggie is you've got nothing but, um, but yeah. And then you I just mean, watch it die. And you did reference uh, Gallup <laughs> earlier. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Gallup specifically saying, dude, he's been slinging that thing. That kind of gets me a little hype. I don't know. Yeah, I'm apparently he throws the ball in real hard. That, but... Yeah, something yeah. to watch. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hype. So it's, it's funny to talk about that, actually, because um, first of all, if you're on TikTok or you even know what TikTok is, yes. you need to look up and God bless my friends, Megan Murray and David Hellman, who are actually avid users of the application. So they send me. So shout out to Ivan on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Ivan on Twitter was showing up with some hilarious uh, um, Danucci TikTok. Should I play the sound? You should. There's an actual trend right now on, on TikTok for the Ben Danucci. And um, I'm going to let Meg play it real quick because it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like I wish I could like fast it forward it a little bit. It's, it's okay. just like it's coming. Wait for it. <laughs> Guys, the accordion gets me. The accordion gets me. That's my favorite part. Benvenuti. Um, I have to say though, I'm really. I'm, I think like you said, Ryan, it could go either way. And this is a guy who literally didn't, his, his scouting report, he didn't even make it into Dane Brugler's NFL draft guide, like literally not even on some of the best scouts, like radars. And it's not it, like, listen, you have to pick and choose when you do that. That's not a, a slide on Dane Brugler whatsoever. Like who, this was such a random connection. I mean, this guy, he was, his high school basketball coach is, is uh, McCarthy's brother. And he's a part of like the, his coach in college. Hey, my cats are the worst. Um, his coach in college is a part of like the New York giants, like coaching tree. I mean, it's just like the ways that he was discovered. I'm pretty positive are tied to who he knew just to be like totally frank and like not to take anything away from him. like he, he's obviously talented. I mean, the guy, Get your breaks, man. yeah, like in college. So he started out at Pitt. So if you know anyone, you know, again, Pitt, Pittsburgh, like let's go back to the McCarthy references more if we want to. Um, he went to Pitt, but he transferred over to JMU. He, uh, he led the team. He led the nation with a 70.9% completion percentage and rushed for 569 yards and passed for 3,441 yards as a senior. And that's just, that's his senior year. The guy, what, what excites me is they talk about his accuracy. He's made some, they've made some connections to even like, there's been some Romo references, um, but he has, some, he has some legs. Like that's kind of exciting. That's kind of fun. A little bit you know, of, of, of a dimension, if you will, just to, uh, outside of just a straight pocket passer. Like, I guess, I guess there, if, if, this line gives him some time, which again, ugh, but we are going to get Zach Martin back apparently. So that's a positive too. I just think there could be some opportunities for him to have a little fun potentially if he can even get the time to have said fun. Yeah. So many ways. I think the Romo comparisons, you know, to the situation are pretty apt, right? I mean, um, Romo also played behind a very, um, what's a nice way, young and inexperienced offensive line um and as a result had to do a lot of moving around um i mean shoot i'd love nothing more than the second coming of him or johnny football or whoever just scramble and make it happen yeah. again i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna do that to myself you know what i mean <laughs> tempering expectations here trying to yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean it is philly I will say I did love the uh, the Dak Prescott chat that he had today um, when he told him to go out there and do you take completions, trust the guys around you and don't overthink it. I think that's pretty good advice for uh, for the young buck going into this game kind of unexpectedly, very 2020 vibes. From the man himself. Yeah, you bet. I mean, shoot, you know, Dak is hey, Dak's Dak the guy to trust there. It. 
you can do it. Yeah, I mean, that's I that's true. I think that was something that like I was interested in knowing too, because you know Dak's obviously been in and out of there because he's been dealing with his health issues, you know, and you know the ankle thing, the whole like <laughs> you know ankle thing where it was a pretty serious deal. I was curious, and that was kind of fun to hear, like you said, Meg, where he actually got a chance to connect with him. Like, how involved has Dak been? Because this is a guy who pretty quickly went from third string to thrust as the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And like, my goodness, you know, like who could have predicted that would have happened? I think also in the same interview today, Meg, he was joking with Dak. He was like, man, like this is, I didn't, you didn't tell me this is, this is how the season was going to go. Like, hello, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I, I have to say though, again, I don't have a ton of faith but I have to respect like his, his swagger. Like he, he seems to just, he has this kind of vibe about him, which I think is so important as a quarterback to have, like you have to have that. Like you have to be able to be able to pick yourself up by whatever, whatever strings are still attached, which is few and far in between at this point with this Dallas Cowboys team. And at least, try your damnedest to do something with that. And it feels like at least publicly, that's the mentality he's had. And to already have these guys speaking publicly about you, like the Gallops and even Zeke was making some comments about him too. Um, that seems like, that seems like a positive step in the right direction. I know we're grasping at straws now, you guys, but like, it feels like we have to stack little victories because quite frankly, that's all we've got at this point. It's all we've got. It really is. It, All it right, eternal it. optimist hat time. Uh, no, I mean, what if what if we win two on the balance and then all of a sudden the season's live? Here we go. We got this. We can beat anybody. Here we go. I mean, it's just Philly and you know our garbage division. Which if we can be kings of the garbage pile, we're in the playoffs. That's Ryan, and and that's a great point because we are number third. We're number third. We're number three in the NFC East right now, which. We're tied at two and five with Washington. No team in our division has won more than two games, including the Eagles. And the only reason that they are above any of us is because they freaking tied the Bengals. They have a tie. They love to tie garbage games, don't they? That's another thing about the Eagles, especially in recent years. Like yes. every year they've got one shit tie game. You know what I mean? Like, yes. who does that? Who does that? Can't you just lose literally, the dignity? You know, literally, I mean, come on. It's, it's embarrassing. So you're right. Like you're right. And at the end of the day, it's very possible for this team to make a run at this division. But let me ask you this. Um, and we'll dive into the game a little bit more here in a second. Do you even want to make a run at the division at this point? Forget all the tank for Trevor narrative. That's garbage. And yeah, I'm not about that. No that's way. ridiculous. Mm. So on a tank for you know, at, if we do win the division and we do go to the playoffs, we won't have as high of a draft pick as if we didn't. And as we can see, this team is desperately in need of some semblance of talent, right? Like we need draft picks. So whether that means we get higher picks and we can trade for more or whatever that may be, are you even trying to win the division right now? Or would you rather just be like, listen, let's take some key learnings from this and get some players, you know, in April. This is one of those things that you end up thinking about a lot when you live outside of the state. And I'll, I'll bring that up because, you know, you run into a lot of <clears throat> cowboy haters, you know, self-professed. I'm a Falcons fan. Hate the Cowboys. Well, well I mean, LOL at Falcons fans. So LOL at Falcons fans, dude. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you run into a lot of people like this and they're like, well, you know, you ask them eventually, you know, like, why, why do you hate us? Well, you guys who think you're hot stuff, you're America's team, you know, it's like, dude, like, being America's team's hard. And you know why it's hard? The hardest part about it is because, like, we can't just tank a division. This, this, we can't just like tank and lose out. Like, it's not in our blood. It's not not part of the cowboy ethos. We're actually too well run for that, and mm -hmm. we do have too much talent for that to happen. Right? If it happens, well, you know, gosh golly, like the Matt Castle and all the other quarterbacks and all that awful year that set us up for Zeke and Dak. Cool. Then we come in right? How dare you? But like on the whole, you know, being, we, we don't have it. We're, we're going to be at eight and eight at, at worst in the, uh, you know, most seasons, right. You know, right. because we're actually well-funded, we draft really well, we're a well-run team and we just slip on the banana peels and people love the Stephen A. Smith of the world love to just 
just beat us oh, up about it. I hate you know? him. But that's a cop uh, out. Like he I'm makes sorry. he makes good money doing it, dude. Like good on good on you, bro. But like they love to to hate on us so much. The truth is, like I wish we could just be Washington Redskins and I'm sorry, football team and just like tank and be garbage, just absolute bottom of the division trash every year and draft top 10 every year for like a decade and still suck you know what i mean nothing to show for it like truly what is what is one top 10 pick gonna do for us right the last time we had um a pick that high i think the top of my head was zeke right and look how well that turned out right i mean you know that's awesome how how dare you push us down that low but the truth is like we have too much talent to like to to slip you know what i mean i really do i don't like like if we do end up losing getting finishing last in the division and just you know tanking and getting that top 10 pick again what's one guy gonna do when you you've mentioned we have needs for in in many different positions you know and i think that's more a result of just horrible injury luck and you know maybe maybe to an extent injury prone players you know the sean lees and the tyron smiths of the world you know yeah is there can we should we rely upon them? Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's a great point you bring up too. Cause like I, we have been talking about that for a minute. Cause a lot of people were frustrated because of the lack of signings for a free agents. And they're like, why don't you bring in Earl Thomas, you know, or, or, you know, there, there's been so many conversations around that. And despite all the issues, like, I don't even think we can claim like locker room issues at this point, because as we saw the last two weeks, I don't really know how good I feel about the integrity of this locker room right now in general. Um, so what would one more addition be? <laughs> but all that aside, Earl Thomas or a player, just one player, isn't going to solve our problems, like you said. We're several positions away from being where this team needs to be, especially on the defensive side of things. And like that, to me, is the scary part. And what's what's scary is the concept of having to juggle the talent that you do have, that you do feel good about, which would be in some cases like the offensive line, right? Like granted, they're not where they need to be. And like, they're decimated right now, but Tyron Smith, the Zach Martin, the Lyle Collins, like let's assume just, you know, next season, right? Like they come back and those are guys that are locks. But as we've seen Tyron Smith, like I don't know the trajectory of his career, but he's not a spring chicken anymore. And how do you balance that? and trying to make sure you're not in the position where you are right now with bringing in talent to secure up the very obvious hemorrhaging defense, you know, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? What do you prioritize? Because it feels like a left tackles pretty damn important as we've seen. And I don't know the answer to that. And I don't, I don't envy the Will McClays right now having to plug so many holes in the dam and trying to figure out, okay, well, I can plug this right here, but like, I see this crack over here and like, this is good for right now, but how long can I count on that? I don't know. I mean, talk Give about credit. these, these veteran signings we made. And then of course, you know, they're all gone, but like they were great on paper. They yeah. were the right idea on paper. You were just like, Oh, finally, you know, we got, we got a little bit of meat on the on the defensive line, you know, yeah. finally we have another body of quality veteran body at corner because 
you know, Ouzier is, is actually, he's very solid. He's great. I don't think he's ever going to be a shutdown guy though. And Trayvon Diggs um, is going to be that guy one day. He needs a couple of seasons to blood himself. Right. You know, he, he really does. He's, he's going to need to work out the Kings and get really good at what he does. But, you know, the truth is, I mean, letting go of Byron Jones was, was huge. Yep. I, I don't know if he covered up a whole lot, but nobody threw at him. Right. I mean, he was yep. shut down, you know, not saying that we like, I think business-wise, you know, cap-wise and all that stuff is probably the right move. You know, we couldn't resign everybody like that. And it's not fair to, but to back us to, so. to that point, it stinks because again, another narrative has been that there are several players who are some of the highest and more recently signed players on this team and highest paid on this team who have actually been some of the ones that are hurting this team more. And so it really feels like extra salt in the wound when that happens, when you're like, Oh, well we paid, you know, a certain linebacker over paying Byron. And it seems like he's been in the headlines a lot lately for all the wrong reasons, you know, like that, that hurts. I feel like as a fan to watch that kind of play out. Well, um, yeah, well, I don't envy, um, yeah, I don't envy our, our guys' jobs at all. I don't envy um, people like y'all, people covering the team. I don't envy <laughs> Mr. Hellman. Why? Because that's the other thing you learn about Cowboys fans. Um, when you're out of state and you read the things like, my God, we're dumb. We are, we are, <laughs> we can be, they, some of us have the worst takes. I don't understand how anybody um, gives, uh, throws shade at, at Jalen Smith. He's not been great. He's not been great. But I don't understand how you, you throw shade at him for, for his performances lately. I mean, there was that, that clip of a guy when he was, he just straight up kind of gave up on the play, you know, like that aside, I do not, um, I, I don't see it because I, I mean, the guy is, he's quality. You can see it like just evident back there, you know, he's, he's, I imagine what it would be like without him. Right. But at the same time, you know, they're like, Oh, he gets beat running wide. Well, yeah. I mean, he has, doesn't have exactly top quality help at linebacker in the other positions. And, um, he's, you know, he tore his ACL in college, right? That's the first thing you lose is lateral movement. You know, that's the thing that doesn't come back, you know? Yeah. I think that's just good coaching on the other team's part. Right. But like, I don't know, all that being said, like, I, I understand the, the appeal for Earl Thomas and those guys, right? Because the one thing we've been missing, I think for, you know, maybe a decade is a shutdown safety, you know, somebody Wait, who um, you do not mess with. The Jeff there. Heath slander. <laughs> I said shut I said shut down safety. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, and and you know Jeff Heath did a really great job. Um I feel like Jeff Heath is the perfect was the perfect like depth safety in your yeah. team like like <laughs> like not number 1 or number 2 but like number like 3, you know, like the guy who rotates with the other two yeah. because he never lets you down. He's also just not that top quality, you know what I mean? And I don't think anybody's I mean, people give me a lot of shit because I am a Jeff Heath stan, but you are, um, you, are you know, I the, the got good, a lot sure. more of that shit at the beginning of the season. And now people are like, oh, maybe you had a point. And I'm like, hmm. They're like maybe I <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. He's yeah. just, he's just everywhere. He's not going to be, you're right. He's not a shutdown, but no. he made freak plays all the time. You're like, he sure, he he sure did. He sure did. And, you know, I think that's why. Um, I think the last safety I really, really liked back there might've been Barry church, you know, Aww, and, I and I feel like I know, right. Barry church, Not that only guy, safety, a good dude. I, that's what I hear. Great. dude. I hear. Not, can't speak from experience, but I hear <laughs> great things, you know, <laughs> um, I feel like, like he was now. the last real shutdown, you know, he has his own Does wine he? label. Yep. Ooh. So I don't know the detail. I talked to him a couple weeks ago, but that's his like, there's I, that's that's in the works so you guys look out oh, for I'm, I'm getting a case let's go listen i'm gonna try and work with him like i feel like he needs a taste a test taster like surely we're available i volunteer as tribute yeah so y'all stay yeah second um, <laughs> i do miss that because whenever Ryan he will take a plan, over the nashville market sure. perfect i'll rip it I'll rip it. Why not? I, but like whenever Barry Church would make a play, they'd always play like take me to church, um, Hosier, like on at, at the stadium. Like that was so fun. Like I love I think they should have played if you're scared, go to church, but well. oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> or like Ring of Fire. That used to be the defensive song too. Like I loved that. Not that was, anymore. Yeah, we don't we know. All right. Uh, 
yeah. Let, yeah. Let's let's dive into the game a little bit more because I want to just you know I know it's it's the most like I don't it's Sunday it's such a it's a prime time game Sunday night football I actually had on my on my other show that I do we had Michelle Tafoya and like I was like how do you prepare for a game where it just feels so not exciting right and she's like I know yeah. right. <laughs> Like, I, like, especially for a Sunday night football game, like this is just, no one seems to care or they're just not invested. Um, and rightfully so it seems because it just kind of, it's again, we know how the division's gone this year, but let me just read you some of the stats just so we have it. Obviously the Eagles uh, won the last matchup, uh, the most recent meeting, the Cowboys do lead the series with the Eagles. Um, Ryan, you're right. They always seem to split it. That kind of seems to be what they do each season, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm good with that. I like that cadence. I would obviously like to dominate them, but it is fun to at least split the series. Um, total offense going into this Cowboys are still up there. Number three in the league right now, 418 yards. Um, the Eagles on the other hand are quite the opposite at 25th in the league. Um, still putting up a lot of yards though, 345. Their total defense, uh, their total defense, that's going to be their strength, and we can dive into that more. Again, unsurprising from them. Number 12, so, um, and then Cowboys, their defense. I don't know how we're ranked 27th. Like, that seems that seems very generous to be, like, who's worse than us? I'm, like, yeah, I, right? I'm, out. Literally. I'm really curious. Like, I mean, Atlanta Falcons, for sure. The Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Vikings might be right there, too. It's just, like, I'm... I'm impressed yeah. if you can beat uh, okay Jacksonville, Houston, oh Seattle. That's surprising to me. I think our game against them is making them look bad there. But yeah. um, but then again, they did give up a bunch of points to the little uh, midget that could Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, I just want to know though, like off I'm of, eleven, bro. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I I I mean, yeah, no love for the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm an Aggie. Oh no, um, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I sure. forgot about, I mean, not that you're an Aggie, just I forgot that, you know. Oh, oh, that, that, that happened. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget how he ruined our program, set us back five years, but yeah, whatever. Oh, you know. we hate him. We hate him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love to get your thoughts on just how you, is there anything, what concerns you most going into this? That's such a weird question because it just feels like, (laughs) listen, you have a lot of material to choose from. So at least it's a broad question. You have a lot of answers you could throw my way. That that is true. That is true. Um, You know, I have never been impressed with Carson Wentz at all. I don't understand the hype whatsoever. Um, People love to just tear Dak down and build him up. And Wentz didn't even win that Super Bowl. He wasn't even there. That was Nick Foles. Big day at Lambic. Yeah, anyway. He yeah. was not there. He wasn't he was there. on the sideline. He's trash. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But um, yeah, no, not not a not a like top quality caliber big deal quarterback. Um that being said, our defense being historically bad gives me zero hope that he's not gonna just tear us up to shreds and we're not gonna make him look like, you know, great. You know what I mean? Um much like we did with Kyler Murray. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's hard to speculate. It's hard to speculate about this game because, you know, the, the, in the NFL, the quarterback position is everything. Not everything, but it is a lot. It is a tremendous amount. It is, and everybody, the way he interprets the game, if he has a good one, if he has a bad one, you know, what kind of a skill set, that kind of sort of thing. I mean, um, I think Danucci, I mean, if he comes out and plays like we all hope, I mean, I think that's a W. I think it can be a real, a real, you know, real, real win, but he's up against the Eagles who always play defense. They always play tough. That's the other thing. They always play us really, 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 really hard. Of course. Like on an individual, like you can tell there's fire in their eyes kind of level because they, you know, they're fans. Um, you know, I mean, but would but, you argue that we do play them with the same veracity? Cause I feel like I, I think we do. I think we do. I think if there's one team, you know, it's there, that's a topic. That's another fun topic. Right. And I think, you know, you guys have gotten to do it on Twitter before who is the number one Cowboys rival. Right. For me, the first thing that comes in my head is Eagles. I hate the Eagles. Yeah, maybe that's a recent thing, you know, like I understand I think a lot of Cowboys fans. Like 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have said the Eagles. I probably would have said the Giants. 
Yeah. And, you know, it is us against whoever the other good team in the division is, right? Yeah. You know, um, the Giants, I remember those games back in, but even then, you know, gosh, about 10 years ago, I was still like getting all worked up for Eagles games. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're just awful. They're mean they, and they suck and they throw trash. Every, yes. <laughs> Not yes. Don't and eggs. It. Ever <laughs> since that game, um, let's see, I was at the Kyle Orton game. Yes. Um, 18. What's up? Yeah. Um, God. I was at that game and that ended poorly. But I feel like we always get that like last couple games of the season. It's up against us and the Eagles to make the playoffs. And then, you know, we slip on the banana peel and they go on and lose in the next round anyway because they're garbage. You know what I mean? But it's just like, you know, hate them. Hate them. I, Um, I, I, I hate them too. And it's funny because I, I shouldn't even say this. Like, I feel like on an individual basis, there's some of the guys like on the team that I, that I would say I like, like, or I used to at least, um, uh, uh, long Kyle long. Right. Yeah. Uh, I liked yeah. him. Like I, I still like him a lot. He's hilarious, but like, I refuse to draft any of their players onto my fantasy team. I don't care how same. Same. I have a no Eagles, no Giants, no Redskins policy. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I won't do it. I but the moment it's like game day, I'm like, I hate you all. And what I'm definitely hating right now is the matchups that I see on their defensive side of things versus our O line, specifically um, the Brandon Grams, the Fletcher Koch. Koch. <laughs> I can't talk. Fletcher Koch. Man, I'm scared, yo. Like even with Zach Martin coming back, which is fantastic. I will take anything. If any, if last week was any indication about how young this line is, and I think we don't give it credit enough, the concept of the the integrity of the O-line and how important that is. One piece you can patch up. All pieces, they're lost. You know, everyone talked about how no one got and reacted about Andy Dalton I don't even think these guys know each other, you know, like, like they're not, (laughs) how's it going, Andy? (laughs) You know, it's like, he's, they're trying to figure out like who's on the right side of them. They're like, Hey man, like, it's like, are you shaking hands when you walk out to the field? Like introducing yourself? Like I'm joking, obviously, but like, there's no, they haven't had time to figure out each other's playing styles. And you've got rookies in there. Your, your veteran guy who's in that lineup was arguably the worst player in the weakest link and I'm I say that with love in my heart I'm just telling you what it is and so to kind of go into Philly with a new quarterback a third string quarterback and be facing these seasoned veterans who exploit a good offensive line I'm terrified and I'm we better have all three quarterbacks active this week because we might need the fourth one. Like I'm scared about Who is our backup this week. It's it's it it's Gilbert. Cooper. It's not Cooper yet because he has to go through um he has to finish his COVID protocol. Gilbert? Yeah, it's, it's Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. 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 I, I just I was literally about to say Gilbert Grape. Wow. No. <laughs> and um, I know that's something completely different. I forgot yeah. that he, he didn't play he did play for Texas, so I hit him too. What's bad. up? <laughs> Yeah, Texas yeah. and That's SMU. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, it's it's Gilbert. And we can't rely on him, basically, is what you're saying to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about the last last big game he came in as a backup was uh, 2009 National Championship, right? And they lost and Ash? ushered in an era of darkness forever with Alabama, you know? Wasn't it? Who was his? Who took over his job? Was it Ash? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was Ash, and then he got all the concussions. And yep. don't ask me. I didn't go there. I don't like them. <laughs> I hate them. Um, <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> teams that he hates. But uh, uh, he asked me to censor myself. I just, I think that <laughs> that's like terrifying to me. And then, like, I joked last week, but like, guys, we were down to a position where, like, I was like, so Blake Bell's our backup quarterback right now, and like, and then what? Well, that, like, that had me a little hype. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, what yeah, what are we gonna like, do? Do the the belldozer plays? Like, just uh, up the middle. Cedric Wilson, <laughs> is he next? Because he can throw a, a touchdown pass. Like, well, what what where? This is where we're at, you guys. Like, I'm just warm, saying, warm body. You know, I'm I'm a little afraid of 
of the integrity of our line. And therefore I'm scared for Danucci, um, a little, a, we, a, a yay bit. So do we get Looney back this week too? I think we do. I, I read. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to be back, but, um, or at least he's practicing, but in like limited, um, limited series right now. So if we get Martin and Looney back, like, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be good anyways, but it's better than what we've been, what we did last week, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, you think about it in the way that this is just, you know, divisions in the NFL, right. You know, their defensive line was built to beat our offensive line at its best. Right. Yeah. You know, Fletcher Cox is a tremendous, tremendous player. He's awesome. And him to go up against the banged up new, new boy, bunch of, bunch of youngins offensive Yay. line. It's, um, Let's let's hope Danucci's got his legs, both of them working real nice and, and tight and ready to run a little bit. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's the thing, you know. You think about it, right? If they just if they're just gonna keep you know pounding us there, all he's got to do is make a play. Just all right, cool. Let's run, buddy. Um, Don't know. overthink it, as Dax says. Do what you love to do. Don't yeah. overthink it, bro. Hey, yep. I'm cool well, with that. I mean, not to cut us off at all, but like. So I know what like the team's trying to do. What are what are we all doing to like make sure that like we get this team like a win this week? Like, mm. we, well, are we to a poor start? Because I'm wearing a Patriots shirt right now. But yeah. maybe this is actually, actually a good idea. Bringing the Belichick energy. Yep. Um, I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, I I think I'm gonna not wear a jersey this week because that seems to help. And the last last two times that I've done that, I uh, we lost. So, you know, yep. that's, that's me doing my part. What do you What do you got, Ryan? Well, let's see. Um, I feel like if I go out and, and nobody should be going out right now, it's COVID. But I feel like if I go out and watch the game, um, we've done better. I mean, I don't. I had nothing bad to say about the Rams' loss, uh, apart from referees, you know. And nothing bad to say about the Seahawks lost, right? We played both of those teams down to the wire. Yeah. At least the team looked good and solid, right? Um, but otherwise, I I have a nice, fun intramural soccer team called the um, Purple Parrots. Ah, we literally wear, like, the, the logo from, like, Legends of the New Temple and everything. Yeah. Okay, um, purple for JMU. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but we we go out after, basically, it's, it's a Sunday, Sunday soccer thing. We all go play our game in the afternoon, and you know, the old win or lose, we lose. So then we go grab a beer or something socially distant afterwards. Um, afterwards. And uh, I feel like when we end up watching the Cowboys with these people, typically wearing Cowboys gear that I brought in my car that I put on, either my Cowboys hoodie or, you know, a Zeke jersey or something, um, we at least play well and have a shot at winning. Um, Falcons game included. Uh, for the record, I was not watching the first quarter of that game because I was in transit See? and that's why we spotted him 17 points. So basically what I'm telling you guys is it's all my fault. Um, I'm going to watch okay, the team, brought it back. watch them out in public and we're going to win because of that. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I think that's yep. good. Um, yep. So everyone make sure that you bless your, uh, your outfits and you uh, throw holy water over your shoulder and blow salt or something. I don't know what the, what the yeah. thing is. We'll do but all of that. We'll do any and all the things to hopefully bring the Cowboys some semblance of luck. Um, Ryan, before we let you go, do you have any score predictions for this weekend? If you even care to make one, I will totally give you a pause <laughs> because I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm doing this out of solely mechanics um, because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to ask guests when they come on the show, but feel free to give a, take a pass. It's hard to do right now. It's so hard to do right now. Right. You, you know, um, 27, 20 Cowboys. Let's go. Yep. I would yeah. I would like to get uh 20 points. I would like to get more than three. Yeah, I would like to yeah. get a Michael. touchdown. Yeah, we flew all the way to Washington and kicked the field goal and yeah. then flew back. Right. Yeah. No, um no, I, I think I think if we do win, it'll be something like that, which is why I'm gonna make that prediction. Okay. Um it, it could also be 45-3 Eagles, and they never ever ever uh. ever shut up about it because that's all they do is stop. I hate them. I, I can't allow them. that can't allow that um well we're not going to allow that because they can't even we're going to unmanifest that real quick um <laughs> yeah. ryan thank you for hanging out with us 
you're amazing. Absolutely. Tell the good people Thanks where to find you on Twitter if they want to keep talking uh, C boys with you. Sure, absolutely. Um, what is my Twitter name? Let me find it real quick. <laughs> I think it's RPN underscore yeah. law. So yeah, newsflash. I um, I actually I ran my own entertainment law firm out here in Nashville for about a year. Yeah. Um, used to work at a label. Left, did my own thing, and then I now just joined up with another attorney here on Music Row. So I have a like coming to you live for my Music Row law office called Guess What Music Row Law. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, living the dream in every single sense and way of the word, right? I um I got my sports law cert from from uh, Tulane and graduated from there. Moved up here and had like no connections whatsoever. Knew I wanted to work in music, and it's working. You know. Um, <laughs> it's it's been it's been a quite the run but it, it's working yeah i am at rpn underscore law and that is for both instagram and the twitter um i don't really post a whole lot on insta but maybe i will if you all follow me i don't know we'll see yeah. but um <laughs> follow right yeah um yeah they you know and track and oh yeah if, if you you, you want to talk to an entertainment attorney you know who to call, uh, you know who to call. <laughs> there you go we know a guy anyway. now you know a guy um that's right no, we know guys. Boom. Right. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, of course, since we have you. Um, guys, make sure you download the Blog of the Boys podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate, review, subscribe, all the five stars. It really does help us out. Um, Ryan, since you're here, I'm gonna have you and Meg do the op- do the honors, not the options. I can't I can't talk, like literally. But <laughs> I'd be honored. Mo- yeah, most importantly. <laughs> We have some words to leave you with, despite where we're at nowadays. They just, the, this matters this week more than most. Megan, Ryan, leave the people with what they want. Dallas, Dallas forever. forever. Philly, Philly for never. never. We hate them. Yeah, Birds yeah. are real. Birds are Birds real. Are real. <laughs> Dilly, dilly. F Philly. I don't know how to fill the rest in please <laughs> garbage can city goodbye <laughs> yeah to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today